Welcome to the Studio Backlot Tour. For a safe trip, please remain seated with your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the tram. And be sure to watch your children. Thank you. Bienvenidos. Para que tengan un viaje seguro, permanezcan sentados, con las manos, brazos, pies y piernas dentro del tren. Y vigilen a los niños. Gracias. We're all clear, driver. Hey there, and welcome to Drunk Distory Presents The Dark Ride, a fun Disney Parks-themed game show with zero prizes and lots of drinking. My name is Adrian Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, Ryan Bieber. Let's find out what defunct attraction we're going to be drinking responsibly this week. Have you ever heard of a place called Disney's MGM Studios? Well, then you probably don't wear your hair in a side part or rock skinny jeans either. But for all you non-Gen Zers, do we have a tramming good treat for you. It's Studio Backlot Tour Week. That's right. If you ever wondered what it's like to marvel at all things non-marvel or gasp at all things semi-gaspable, well, then this is the tour for you. All right. Let's gather some lights, motor, action-packed facts, and some catastrophic canyon-sized drinks, and we'll be right back. The Disney MGM Studios. Lights. Camera. Action. It's the world's premier movie attraction, the Disney MGM Studios theme park in Florida. Hey, Ryan, are you ready for a two-hour tour? Oh, sign me up. <laughs> this, one better not get, good... this one better not get lost like that little boat did. Shit. Well, I thought of a good song for it. What if it went like, so sit right back and your bum will hurt and you can't go to the bathroom. <laughs> You're stuck in this tour for two whole hours. So hope you don't get thirsty either. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. They should absolutely play that as a warning before yeah. the before the original ride. Which was a lot different, I original, think. <laughs> like yeah, a, it was two hours. There actually was a little pit stop at, like, a bathroom and food concession stand in the middle. But we'll get into it. Gotta sell them churros um, somehow. Shit. Sure. So this is a drinking show, so we've got to have something to drink. So today we're going to be drinking something I'm going to call Earnest Save Sobriety. In honor of the first full-length movie filmed in or at uh, MGM Studios. This particular drink was popular in old Hollywood, commonly known as the Golden Glamour Cocktail. And all you'll need is four ounces of vanilla liqueur, one and a half ounces of passion fruit juice, four ounces of champagne or sparkling wine, and a mint sprig. And then you're just going to pour the vanilla liqueur and the passion fruit juice into your mug, top it with the champagne, and garnish with a fresh sprig of mint. Charles. Wow, you're getting you're getting as dastardly at these cocktails as I am. I know. Uh, fresh mint sprig is, is very hard to come by. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so way harder than, you know, the tears of a clown that you usually require in your drinks. Well, you know, they, <laughs> clowns have to cry. So you they need to be collected. You can't let it fall. You can't let it hit the ground. If, the, if those tears hit the ground, we're all in for it. That's what so happened in 2019, and you saw what happened in 2020. So 
Is that how this whole thing That's how this thing happened. <laughs> well, then, thank you for saving us all. Um, what kind of mug are you drinking out of today, Ryan? Oh, you know, today's a, uh, a day that we're, we're spending at the good old MGM, so I drink out of my Mickey mug when I'm at MGM. So, Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's kind of just simple. It's got him, his pants. It's really just his pants on a black mug. <laughs> for some reason, his pants, like, we just know him by his pants. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of men are known by their pants. Or name seven. <laughs> uh, I am drinking out of my be in the moment um, mug, even though I'm planning to be in the past today. Okay. All uh, right. Um, I'm excited to, I love talking about these defunct rides, although they do get me a little depressed. Yeah. The nostalgia TBH. comes in, you know, pretty hard. It's yeah, but that's all right. You know, like it's, it's good to relive, you know, relive our childhoods, which is awesome. And like, realize how far we've come or how far we've you know veered off the come path away yeah yeah <laughs> i never re- like with, like with this particular ride as i was you know diving into it i was like i forgot like how great it was like i i was kind of i remember it and it was very you know you know a big part of one of the only parts of the hollywood studios day but it was um it it they had a lot. They did a lot in those two hours. It, it was, but they had to because there was only one of two rides in the park at that at opening. Yeah, Hollywood Studios. Other everything else was like a show. But then, like later but on, it, later on, I don't know. If, I'm sure we're gonna get into it at some point. But like later on, it like turned into like a an absolutely bastardized version of itself that oh, was sure. like it, that was like 15 minutes long and 75 percent of it was cut. Yeah. And and so, and like really, uh, horrible. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah. So uh, first off, can we go back to your cocktail? Which sure. which Ernest movie was filmed here? Ernest saves Christmas because you know when you think of Christmas, you think of Orlando. Absolutely. I, that movie I think takes place in Los Angeles, the the home of. <laughs> The home of all things movie studio, you would think that they would have just done it there. I think it does actually take place in Florida, the movie. Yeah? Like Santa Claus is in Florida. I mean, if you were to ask me where does Ernest live in general, like, I would probably say Florida. Right. I would say Florida or Nashville. Oh, Nashville. But, 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 yeah, but probably mostly Florida. Yeah. He's the original Florida man. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, this this um, park always annoyed me that it never really got to its full potential of being an actual movie studio or television studio, and it, you know, it it kind of stopped. Uh, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. Because um, it's a big part of this tour. We're supposed to be going in the back lot of a working studio and then when there's no studio then there's no more tour it's just all fake kind of like what they have over in paris yeah <laughs> just the fake <laughs> version of this exactly. um okay so we're talking about the studio backlog tour uh was located in mgm studios in the now demolished streets of america area um i want to credit most of the synopsis i'm going to do here to um touringplans.com because they did a great job of summarizing what started out as a really massive experience here and if you want to really see this whole like two hour experience like even condensed in a way more like digestible way 
Yester Worlds, uh, they, they have a good video. I'm just telling everybody to check that out on YouTube uh, about this about this ride. And you'll see, like, all the different things that originally were part of this. And it's like, oh, my goodness, it was so much. You know, and like, the, the most fun part about these defunct rides when we're covering them is you get to watch videos from, like, the 80s and 90s and, and early yeah. 2000s and stuff. And, like, you get to see, like what everybody's wearing and like, like the oh, style of the part. fanny pack and like the sunglasses. Like, oh my God. I watched some dude with like the most epic goatee, like, like, <laughs> like early two thousands, sharp pointy goatee. Oh, that today. one. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. It was so now it's probably not allowed in the car, in the parks because it'll scare children. <laughs> this guy was so metal. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. People, people were cool back then. I mean, they're so cool, but in their own way. Um, so when the far, when the park first opened in 1989, the main attraction was the two-hour, then known backstage studio tour. Two hours, like that's as long as it takes me to fly from New York to Florida. Like that's a very long experience. Uh, guests boarded a tram where the Star Wars launch bay is located today to tour outdoor sets and experience a special effects demonstration at Catastrophe Canyon. The second half of the tour was a walking tour, which is like womp womp. I loved I loved that walking tour part. I did too, but I it's like, it. oh, more walking. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Park. It's a day full of walking. Adrian, this <laughs> uh, is this is the longest uh attraction that they ever did, right? I mean there's I can't think of anything that's that was longer than this. No. There's no show way. that's longer than the I think this is the longest thing that ever the longest For piece of entertainment sure. that they've ever done. Yeah, there's no way anything's longer than two hours. Yeah. No way. Um, the second except for, of the except the, for a line, the line for Pandora. But other than that. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, there is things that are longer than two hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now. Uh, so guest experience, other special effect demonstrations, as well as il- illustrations in sound, editing, and animation. Over the next few years, the backstage studio tour experienced frequent changes in its length and was significantly shortened. In 1996, it was renamed Studio Backlot Tour. The entrance was moved to where the walking tour once began, and uh, the water tank special effects demonstration, which would have a Pearl Harbor theme throughout the 2000s until the attraction closed in 2014, served as the attraction's pre-show. After the demonstration, guests entered a prop warehouse where props for films uh, and television shows were stored. This is essentially like a prop, prop warehouse. And I remember thinking it was real. Like, I, I remember thinking a lot of this was real. I'm, wait, it wasn't? But like, it wasn't, it wasn't like a warehouse where they were, like a warehouse where they were really storing these props. It was for the, the experience to see all these props. Yeah, but like, if they needed, like, if they all of a sudden needed, like, a thing, they would have like... Like what? I don't know, like a like a sword. If, like <laughs> they needed a sword, they would have pulled it off that wall, right? Maybe I don't know, but even like when they show when you get to the part where it's like the um, the uh, clothing factory, and they show all these like movie star outfits, and then it's like they're really just making like Mickey and Minnie's like outfits. Yeah, yeah, they were totally just making cast member shit in there for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking that, that was all real. I'm like, wow, they're really making movie clothes here. Like this is, I, I really was buying this. Like, you know, age eight year old me was like, 
this is incredible. I'm really in the movies right now. But I think um, the, like next door, the next door to that, there was a scenic shop, right? And I think that I think they actually yeah. did do stuff. It might have been for the park, not not for uh, you know movies, but but they I they think, did stuff like yeah. animation stuff, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and you know there was stuff going on, but. A, but a lot of it was just sort of made for this tour, and I was believing that I was in a backstage. I also remember, um, like, those rooms, even though they looked, like, vast and, like, they could hold, like, 100, 100 workers slaving away over, you know, like, the next dress. They were always empty. Like, nobody ever was yes. in there. <laughs> no. Even when they – the part of the tour where they showed, like, the three um, television sets – like it, when you would see the promotional thing, it would be like there's real television going on here, and then every time you went through it, it was like there was one guy walking around like with like a like a pipe on his shoulder. Like there was never anything yeah, going. Yeah, it on. was just it was just a plumber that got called to fix like the leaky yeah. roof because yeah. it's it's all just dilapidating around them. <laughs> yeah, start, and they what they started to do eventually was just show like scenes from like other things that were filmed there. Because there was like rarely ever anything going on, as opposed to the this is definitely not a copy of Universal's tram tour. Um, this is the time that Disney definitely copied Universal, like so much stuff. If you literally watch it like screen to screen, which that Yesterworld video showed, you're just like it's a such a copy. It's it's really funny, even though theirs is only an hour long. Um, but they uh, like when you run Universal's you actually, like, saw things being filmed. Yeah, because it was a real movie studio. It was, it was a movie studio, studio. Be- before it was a uh, theme park, you know? Yeah. Um, so the tram portion changed quite a bit through the years. Some of the sites guests enjoyed consisted of the park's greens department, which you mentioned with character-shaped topiaries, a costume department, and the boneyard, which was always a highlight, filled with prop uh, vehicles from different films and television shows. I always remember that, like, that like egg shaped spaceship. Uh, thing. Yeah, Flight uh, of the Navigator. Fuck yeah. Nav- yeah, I that, love that. that movie. I've watched it recently, and oh. it does not hold up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Although it does have like a sixteen-year-old Sarah Jessica Parker, so if you're into that kind of thing, go for it. It doesn't hold up, and neither does this ride, apparently. Um, and the best view of the park's original icon, the Earful tra- Tower. I remember them always saying. It's a true masterpiece. Oh, yeah. A lot. A lot <laughs> they of, love that. They a lot of mouse that. puns. Uh, there was a, there's a couple others, too. Yeah, right. Uh, for a number of years, the tram drove guests down a residential street where exterior shots for the Golden Girls television series. Fucking loved and it. And Ernest Saved Christmas was filmed. However, the street was removed and the tour was rerouted for Lights, Motors, Action, Extreme Shunshine in 2003. This was the highlight of the tram for me. I was always starstruck by that Golden Girls house. And then oh, yeah. seeing the back of it open, like, I was like, whoa, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. There's no Lanai. It's, yeah, it, I'm right there with you. That this that little street was, like, definitely my favorite. There were other houses on that street, too, right? Like, uh, Yeah, there's a couple other houses. There was a whole street that they developed, but, uh, and, like, the street was used in Ernest Saves Christmas. Like, cool. the actual, you know, part. Um, I think that was maybe the only thing, though, that was... <laughs> That was used there, but the, I no no. I read there was a couple other things, exteriors of houses for different television shows, but um, but the big one was the Golden Girls, and I I that was the whole reason to be on the tour for me. I got so pumped when I saw that. Uh, the finale and highlight. Why why back- is it, Adrian? Why is it that we as like seven year olds 
were into the Golden Girls. Like that, there's something fundamentally wrong with the fact that both you and I, at seven years old, you know, little cool girl, little cool boy. I think everybody in our generation fucking loved these <laughs> these fucking four, old ladies. These four old ladies that were like yeah. just going through postmenopausal uh shenanigans. Yeah, I mean they they and they still hold up today. I like bet. that show I watch it like I'll just put it on like they'll have random episodes on Lifetime or some channel and I, I hear the and I'm like I'm in I'm going to sit here for as long as it goes and back then it was like the funniest shit and it still is. I mean, Betty White's like a damn national treasure, so... She is. Which golden girl are you? You know, I mean, like... I think, like, I would want to be... Uh, who's, like, who's, like, the... the, the, the Sophia? Mo- the mom-mom? Sophia? Yeah, like, I would like to be Sophia. Mm. I would like to be that cool. But, well, I'm definitely a Dorothy. I've been a Dorothy since yeah, day one. I mean, I, I think I'm probably, I'm probably like a mix of like Dorothy and Betty White. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, like a Hufflepuff Gryffindor. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Something, something like that. <laughs> something, something like a Huffy Griff. <laughs> the finale and highlight of the Studio Backlot tour was Catastrophe Canyon, where guests experienced an incredible. Maybe special effects display consisting of a simulated earthquake that was definitely not a copy of anything at Universal Confrontation, uh, fa- falling power lines and fire effects, and then a massive flash flood and additional water effects. I do remember the first time that I saw this, I was blown away. Then I was kind of bored. I can smell the water right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. I always loved at the end when the person would come on and say, and this whole scene takes us a mere three minutes to get back to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, they're telling you how much water. You're just like, what? That's crazy. And then they would take you out back and you could see the pumps, like all the pumps, like pushing the water. Yeah. Up. Oh, so cool. Yeah. It was so cool. so cool. I just remember like by the fifth or sixth time, like doing this tour being like, okay. I, it, it's one of those things where it gets you the first time, but I think it loses its luster. Not the golden girl's house, but the catastrophe Canyon does. A little bit. Well, you know, uh, it's ha- you know what's going to happen. You know, like it's still like the impressive thing, but like you know, yeah. you know exactly what's going to happen. And this wasn't at all a ripoff of Earthquake from the Earthquake. Yeah, yeah, not not yeah. at all. Definitely not. It was definitely not Earthquake outside. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the original version of the Studio Backlog tour was never fully realized since actual production never really got off the ground at Disney MGM Studios in two thousand four. Disney management, including CEO Michael Eisner, dun, 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 downsized Disney's Florida operations by closing the animation studio, laying off personnel, and then moving the operations to the main animation studio in Burbank, California. So the attraction closed officially on September 27, 2014, and was replaced by Toy Story Land and portions of Star Wars galaxy's edge adrian how dare you try to pretend that tropic thunder starring hulk hogan wasn't a masterpiece that was filmed there i i'm beside myself right now tropic thunder was filmed there no not 
wait, <laughs> Tropic Paradise? What was it called? Paradise Thunder? Tropic Thunder was definitely not filmed there. <laughs> not the Ben Stiller one. Fuck. <laughs> this would have worked better if I had done my research, but I didn't. How dare you mess this up? <laughs> All I remember is that that they would like constantly point to this pool that was shrouded. It would look like a like a dirty garage. <laughs> it was like a dirty like like side yard garage. With one of those like arched, uh, like arched fabric uh, coverings, and they were like, back there we filmed Tropic in Paradise or whatever, Thunder in Paradise, starring Hulk Hogan. That's interesting because <laughs> Ryan, the fact that you messed this up is perfect timing because it's time for a pop quiz. Pop quiz, hot shot. All right. Yeah. All but one. And this is for Ryan and the audience of the following ten movies were filmed at Disney's MGM Studios. Which one was not? And I'm not going to include Ernest Saves Christmas. We've already given that Shit, away. That was, so, was going to be my gimme. Wait, so, all right, so you're going to name 10 movies, and only one of them was not? And I have to guess the one. one. Was not. You have to guess it. All right. And I bet you 10 sips that you will not guess it. Okay. On your first try. Okay, so first one up. Splash 2. <laughs> 1988, like, I first of all, did you even know there was a Splash 2? And it's spelled T-O-O, Splash, comma, 2. Got it on Blu-ray. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, God, okay. No, I don't. Um, I don't, I don't. <laughs> uh, okay, so Splash 2 in 1988, New York Stories in 1989, Quick Change, 1990, Oscar, 1991, Passenger, 57, 92, Marvin's Room, 96. Tarzan, The Epic Adventures, 96. Tower of Terror, 97. Instinct, 99. Or Kermit's Swamp Years in 2002. All right, so the park didn't open until 89. Mm Mm-hmm. So, but two. So, Ernest Saves Christmas was filmed in 1988. So, there were movies include uh, that were filmed prior to the park opening. All right. Well, then I'm gonna go with um, Splash Two, New York Stories, Quick Change, Oscar, Passenger Fifty Seven, Marvin's Room, Tarzan, Tower of Terror, Instinct, or Kermit's Swamp Years. I'm gonna say. Uh, Passenger 57, even though I think it was. I don't know. Passenger 57 was filmed there. Do you want to take another guess? Double or nothing? Double or no- 20, 20 sips? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can drain this cup of uh, 20, of, of high-class cocktail. Uh, yeah, then let's go with um, uh, Tarzan 2. Electric oh, Boogaloo. Oh, no! You're going to have to drink your face off! Oh, no, man. Tarzan 2 was in there. All right, um, we could be at this all day, and I don't want Ryan to have to drink 90 sips. Uh, so it was New York Stories, uh, and that was not filmed there, even though it sounds like it should because the streets of New York were there. Um, the Lottery, starring Bette Midler, was the one that I took out, and that was filmed there. And they keep, in in the in the tram tour, they keep referencing the Lottery. Because... You know, like in this, because yeah. in one of the in the walking part of the tour, they brought you through the set of the lottery. Starring... Yeah, like the actual New York exteriors were 
Yeah. And they like made that like a, like a show of how they made. In fact, I don't think the lottery wasn't a real movie. They like made it just for that. Right. I don't think you can go to like Blockbuster and rent the lottery. Okay. Just lost a little bit of technical, a little bit of technical difficulty. We're talking about the lottery. (laughs) And just like the lottery, (laughs) um, a one in a million chance that this would happen. And it does. (laughs) That we would lose service. And just like Mel Gibson, I swore a lot. Wait, you said that that is not a real movie, The Lottery? I don't think it's a real movie. I, I think that, like, you can't get it, like, on, uh, like, I, I think it was only made to show how they make movies there. That's so ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, like, they, I almost want to, like, look it up right now to find out. A fake movie to show that they make movies, like. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> this is pretty silly. That's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of this was so fake and, like. Even they're making a fake movie. To sh- <laughs> it's ridiculous. Maybe it wasn't. It's uh, ch- 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 the lottery is a 1989 American comedy short film starring Bette Midler and directed by Gary Marshall, which was shown at the then Disney MGM Studios in line for the first versions of the studio backlot tour. Yeah, it was. To- it's rated 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> well, that's so funny. That's all Disney fans. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was uh, a three-minute-long 1989 short lotter, uh, short comedy. Yeah, that is so funny. I did, you know, because I'm a Bed Midler fan from that time. So I'm like, I I love big business and all those movies. So I'm like, how come I don't know about this? And then it's like, it's a fake three-minute movie. Okay, great. wait, I totally like. So I thought that Mel Gibson was in this for some reason, and he is. Mel not. Gibson is what? He's not listed on the cast. Mel Gibson is in like he's in a like a portion of this ride though. Okay. Like he's he comes. Maybe that's where I got so, him confused. What about um? Do you remember like we're talk, let's talk about like what we remember about this? One of the things that I remember is do you remember the pre-show that so there there was a point when um Honey I Shrunk the Kids is like the biggest movie in the world, <laughs> and this raw this tram tour like had a lot of things from Honey I Shrunk the Kids like it, it had the you know, the laser, and then there was a pre-show thing Oh yeah, with Rick Moranis and Goldie Hawn. And he shrinks, he gets shrunk, and a joke comes that would never be acceptable today, where he's, like, standing on the ground and looking up at Goldie Hawn, and he goes, wow, what a view. He's, like, looking up her skirt. Oh, no shit. And that's on the pre-show. Ricky boy. <laughs> Ricky boy being yeah. dirty. Oh, I love it! Right, and that was like peak horn. So you know, like it was. Yeah, so it that was it was like it was quite a show up there. Peak yeah, horn. I mean, she was a smoke show back then. Still is, um, but yeah, there was a lot. So and then yeah, Mel Gibson pops up at a certain point, and um, there's a couple of other like stars that are that you see like do different things. But I do remember, I do remember a lot of Honey I Shrunk the Kids. I remember a lot of like. Well, this is when you could like, uh, like a couple lucky uh, people would like ride the bee. They'd like strap you oh, on the bee. bee and show you how a green screen worked and stuff. Yeah, did you get to ride the bee? No, I never got to ride the bee. I got to be in the in the um, in the boat once with the title. Oh, wave. where they drop the water on the gallons of water on you. Yeah, I got yeah, to I got like to get thousand... soaking wet in the middle of my Disney day. <laughs> right. I remember hearing them say like a thousand gallons of water are going to be dropped on this person. And at that time I thought that was a lot, but then um, one time um, Ryan 
spoiled my um, illusion of water when I told him I was going to put a kiddie pool on my balcony in New York City, and he told me that it would be like 1,100 pounds of water. <laughs> it's like tiny kiddie pool. So that 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 you know thousand gallons of water that dropped on you was probably just like a kiddie pool's worth of water that went on you. Well, yeah, I mean, water is pretty. Yeah, water is very heavy. Um, a thousand gallons yeah. is like you know, it's it's not like a small amount. But it's not like yeah. like a swimming pool has more. Yeah. I feel like my dad was picked for that one time. Um, I definitely, like, remember him in that, that raincoat. Because you had to put on the raincoat, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was picked for things at Universal. Like, I was the grip at certain things. And not on this. I wasn't picked for anything on this. So, um, okay. So, do you have any other memories that you want to share of this? Or are you ready to drink this? Um, you know, like we were talking about the boneyard. I totally like, the, I feel like the boneyard was just full of Indi- like old Indiana Jones stuff. Like, like yeah. it was always just old Indiana Jones stuff and star Wars and, and some star Wars. And this is before Disney had anything to do with star Wars, I think. So you remember the Herbie, the love bug thing where it like came at the tram. Nah, like you, there was like the Herbie, the love bug car and it was like parked in a driveway. And then like when the tram goes, they're like, look at it would like, like lurch forward, but it's gonna, it uh, gonna ram the tram. Cool. I don't remember that. That that's yeah. a that's a fun thing. It's fun. Yeah. There's a lot of little fun Easter eggs in Dis- the in the long one. Disney was fun back then. They really were. They and they were a little salacious, like a lot more than they are today. Yeah. What a view. <laughs> okay, so let's drink this whole ride because there's even more to tell when we're going through these categories. Um, Absolutely. So we are going to play Drink That Ride. It's basically a Drink the Difference game. We're going to rank this defunct attraction through a series of technical and fun rounds and drink the point difference that we give each category. For example, if categories worth five points and you give uh, the ride three in that category, you drink two, two sips, two seconds, the shittier the ride, the drunker you get. Play along at home. It's more fun that way. Um, Instead of saying fun level that we usually say, and we're drinking a regular a ride currently in operation. We we say nostalgia level here, but nostalgia and fun kind of go hand in hand. So the technical categories are Q for five points, length of ride for five, thrill level for five, immersion and sight sounds uh, ride vehicle ten points, and then nostalgia level is twenty five points, fifty points up for grabs. We start at the start. That's the Q. Um, upon entering the Q, guests were put in four different lines underneath a large canopy. Throughout the area, there were props from different movies, including Pearl Harbor, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Rock, and Armageddon. There was a lot of Armageddon stuff there also. Um, a film also looped uh, with, with director Michael Bay telling guests how some of the special effects scenes from Pearl Harbor were filmed. While guests were waiting, four volunteers were chosen to be used in the first part of attraction. You know, so it's all action Wait, movie so, all right, so first off, when what Wait, what version it. what version are we doing? <laughs> all of it. Because <laughs> like, Pearl Harbor didn't exist when this ride came out. You know, like that was like an advent later on. So, so like... I think we have to just drink the defunctness as a whole. Okay, as a whole, because it doesn't exist now in general anyways. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say something okay. when I think about this, like these, um, like props, like they're all action movie props. Do you ever notice that? Like there's no like tissue box that Emma Thompson used in love actually. That's like one of the props. Yeah. Like, Cause I guess no that, one would find shit that really is interesting. boring. 
Exactly. They would change the name to Studio Backlot Bore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's not much of a cue here. No. Um, these cues sucked. Like, <laughs> I mean, like there the, were props to look at. You were you were there to see props, and there were props. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't like entering the great movie ride where there were like mm-hmm. you know props that were you know had beautiful lighting on them and they you know they were like they felt like they were duct taped to the wall these props like they right. like they were not like the well respected pieces of art that the I mean you know look they came from Armageddon so you know it wasn't exactly yeah. it wasn't okay. exactly the the ruby slippers that we're looking at here Armageddon I mean that movie was Aerosmith's baby, right? And Ben Affleck. Yeah, Ben Affleck. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is not a great cue. Um, I can't give it a one. I don't even think I could give it a two because, like, there's other cues that are two. I'm, I'm stuck. I'm like, I would love to give it a two and a half. So, Ty goes to the right. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Well, I'm going to give it a two because I thought it was dog shit. It is, it is pretty dog shitty, but I don't know if it's low enough to be a two for me. Yeah. I mean, okay, it, so this, this beats out, you know, Triceratops spin, but. <laughs> Barely. Yeah. Not by, not by a whole Length lot. Length of ride. Um, so the original version we thought we keep saying was two hours. And then the latest version was 35 minutes. Well, so, the, but the latest version was 35 minutes, including like an entire walkthrough part. So like the actual tram part was like 15 minutes right so yeah uh so at that so at that time and and the reason and part of the reason why this ride was shut down was because people were like well you you know i don't know if you know the story but they were actually going to do another there was going to be another backlot tour no and that I, one I don't was know this be the one that what, it, what? Yeah, that one was going to be the. It was going to rip off. I think confrontation. There actually, there, there was a thing about. If I'm remembering this correctly, it was journey into the center of the earth, Jules Verne esque, and you were going to like go down into the lava, and there was going to be this joke like, "I thought we were on a hot set," but um, boom, boom, like that was going to be like, but you were like going into the lava of the center of the earth, and um. People like they were gonna do this other tram, this other other tram tour, but then people were like, "We want more like rides. We don't want to be on trams all day long." So they scratched it, but it looks like it was gonna probably be better than this one. Yeah, I want some. I want lava monsters. Yeah, and Jules Verne's stuff. Yeah, that would be way yeah. cooler if like this, if like this seemingly you know kind of shit movie tram tour that has like Aerosmith memorabilia. Like the world's worst planet, Hollywood. Uh, yeah. You know, like like if all of a sudden, like it, the Earth cracked open and you went into the center of the Earth and fucked around with Jules Verne stuff, and it went away from the you know the movie part. Oh, I would love that ride so much. Well, there was also a thing that that was going to be like a huge rip off of Confrontation because like if you look at the early renderings from it and then you look at Confrontation, it's like the same exact thing so you know they're, they're Con- ripping up universal left and right confrontation was sick i wish that yeah. we still had a version of it so so if you could wrap your mind around either two hours or 35 minutes and what you uh, think about this well you know i think that i think in all cases it was too long 
Okay. You know, because, like, you know, at the two-hour mark, it had to be because there wasn't really anything else besides Great Movie Ride to do there if yeah. unless you just wanted to watch shows all day long. Yeah, which which I get, and, and I mean, I, I wrote it, and I was not, like, not entertained, you know? Like, it, it was entertaining. Um, and I think that even though that is obviously by far the longest, like, the latest version where it was 15 minutes, but you don't see anything, you don't do anything, you know, like you drive by the the lights lights motor action three times, like yeah. they, they talk about it three times. It's a different attraction that they talk about three so t- three times. It's it's horrible. Um, yeah, and and you pretty much like you know like they they like loop you they loop you out to uh, to catastrophe canyon, then they loop you back. You know, and and so it's like uh, that was too long at fifteen minutes. So I think that it's always been not like just not appropriately timed. Yeah. So, so I'm going to say that it is a, you know, I think that my scores for this are not going to nostalgia. Nostalgia will help it out because like my scores are not going to be kind to this ride. I think I'm going two again. Okay. And I think I'm actually going to go three again because I tend to like longer. I tend to grade longer rides higher. I know this that about myself. I think I just always like more ride. So I, I do agree it's too long, so I can't give it my normal four or five, but I'm going to give it a three again. So I'll drink two. You drink two. Um, mm-hmm. There were... Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're going to go to Thrill Level. I, I think in Thrill Level, the only thing we could talk about is Catastrophe Canyon. So let's just say a little bit more about what that is. After leaving the Boneyard, guests were told that they would be entering a live movie set while the cast was on a break. The tram would then move into an area known as Catastrophe Canyon, a rocky area with a fuel tank and water tanks inside of it. While the tram was stopped, filming starts suddenly. An earthquake shakes the tram and causes the fuel truck to explode, like you feel the heat, um, sending a fireball into the air. Then a flood of water comes rushing down from the canyon from above the tram. When the earthquake subsides and the water stops, the set begins. The, the set would, would then begin to reset to the next tram, and the host of the tram tells the guests how it was done, and the tram travels behind the set to show the back of the production. How, That's about as thrilling as that this tram gets. How horrifying would it be if you were, like, like invited to set one day? You know, like, you, like oh, I got to go to a movie set, and, and then, like, you know, Nobody's around. The director's not there, and all of a sudden, shit starts exploding <laughs> like a fireball, yeah, like yeah, a massive fireball. Um, I and also like what, what live set has every single person goes on lunch at the same time. What job has <laughs> anybody goes to lunch at the same time? Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, to be to be truthful, like in the movie industry, they kind of do, but they, you know, nobody goes a, like. It's not like they go away. Like they're no. they're in no a, they're in a tent. Yeah, they're in a tent. Right? <laughs> they're in a tent right next to the stage. Um, <laughs> Craft services. I I love Catastrophe Canyon as as you know we talked about it earlier. Like it's it really like it it blows its load. You know that first time that you see it, and then like every time is kind of like you know what to expect. So. But I, I love the smell of that water. I love how, like, it's a massive amount of water. It's so much water that comes down from, like, above you at one point that, like, it whites out everything that you see. You know, like, you just, yeah, you, yeah. all you see is a wall of water at one point. Have you ever seen the aerial of what that looks like from above? No. Like, the, 
it's really cool to like see them actually do that. It's wild. Cool. I'm going to have to pull up yeah. some drone shots. Yeah. I mean, there was no drones back then, but um, they have aerial like footage of it. It's, it's wild to see that even that whole set, like from above and how it looks, it's very different. And then also too, you'd always see the, the line on the ground where the, the fuel tank would like go up and down. Yeah. Like, so that's the other thing too. Like that, that like tanker, was like dirty. Yeah. Couldn't they have cleaned it every once in a while? Like it looked burnt. <laughs> like it all just always looked like it was recently on fire because it was. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like kind of ruined the illusion too. Yeah, yeah. like it's, it was always full of soot. <laughs> I think um, if we ever do Disney Parks trivia again, our team name should be Catastrophe Canyon. Oh, that's a good one. It's a good one, right? I got to remember that. Yeah, or like Catastrophe Canyon character cavalcade. Okay, that's better. Just, just quadruple C it. <laughs> so uh, what are you going to give this for a thrill out of five points? I'm going to give it like a, a two and a half, like a three. I'm going to give it a three. I'm also giving it a three. We'll all drink two. Shaws. Okay, so this is a very tricky category for this particular. Tough, tough, tough. Um, because you be faking We're gonna go it. We're going to go to You faking it. Sights, sounds, and ride vehicles. So the ride vehicle is a tram that holds approximately 200 people per tour. I love that red um, bitch. Yeah. I, it's, it's really cute. And I like how in the the um, the one where it like, looks like the tram like went, like part of the queue, and you see the tram like goes through like a brick wall. Mm-hmm. And it's like roped off. Like So you, you think like, oh, this is the tram that I'm going to go on. And oh, maybe yeah. it's like reckless. Yeah, you think it's going to be like a thrilling attraction. <laughs> Really interaction. You find it's out not. it's not. Um, so it's one of these things where, like, if I look back at eight-year-old me, this was very immersive, and I believed everything. Like that, if they were trying to get somebody to gullibly believe that this was all real, and the movie The Lottery was a real movie starring Bette Midler, like they got me at hook, line, and sinker. As an adult, I don't know if it would feel as immersive. I, I just. Just throwing that out there. Well, doing the watching a ride through, I can tell you, uh, it does not. <laughs> like so that's I, why I think that like my score for the my, my higher points here have to go in the next category. You can't go in this one. Yeah, because agreed. it's more about the nostalgia of it and the feeling I had when I was eight versus. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, like you watch this now, and you're like, you know, they say like, oh, this is our greenery department, you know, where we like. <laughs> You know, where we, we have a nursery with trees and all this. It's it's four fucking trees that are in a like a club. You know, like <laughs> in potted they, plants. They, They're like, potted like plants. There's a couple of bouquets of flowers. Yeah. Like it's such like crap. Yeah. It's like, okay. It's just like, motherfucker, who do you think you are kidding here? Um, but that ride vehicle, like the whole the whole wall comes down, right? Like the whole the door is like the whole wall that raises and closes. Am, am I right? Sure. Or am I making that up? Yeah. Um, I, I love that. That's awesome. I love the ride vehicle and I love, uh, I love, uh, a a narrative, a live narrative, right? We had a live narrative with this one or it's a mix, right? So in the beginning you did, and then you had an audio. Okay. It was a loop. It was a woman's voice and she was, um, the one that said, it's a masterpiece. Oh yeah, that's right. And then later, later on, uh, they started throwing in like a lot of like, like ads, like it was like yeah, it was like it was like movies and stuff. yeah it was like oh like this plane reminds me of my new movie planes 
Come check out <laughs> planes in a theater near you. Nobody's yeah. fucking watching planes. Horrible. No. Um, <laughs> the worst. Yeah. So uh, I think you know uh, this immersion category. Uh, I I totally agree with you. It it needs to be like separated between our nostalgia and and what it really was, and then. Uh, you know, the, all the different versions of it, I'm, I'm having a tough time with. So I am going to uh, split it down the middle and give it one for luck. So I'm going to give it a six. Okay. Um, I think that's, I think that's a good score actually. Um, I'm so torn. I'm so torn in this category because like the trams, like are what you would have if you were in a real studio backlot tour, you'd be on a tram. Mm-hmm. Like it's correct. And, you know, they're also like, and I'm, I'm going to say this to you and the audience. I'm very like my last experience on this. I went on the one in Paris at the, whatever that's called there, Walt Disney Studios Park. Rough. And it is such dog shit. Like there's like one car, like, like on a lawn somewhere and you drive past it. And then there's like one item here. Like it's such like crap that it really like messed with my memory of the Hollywood studios one. Cause I was like, I can't even like, I think it's maybe it's only like 20 minutes long. And I was like, what are we doing? This is so bad. And like, you can even see on the map, it's just like going in a circle and it's just like telling you, like, we're just going to put stuff on the grass and you're just going to drive past it. Like they don't even pretend that it's a real working studio there. And I think it really messed with my, my feeling of it because I do think like looking back on the one in Hollywood studios, that it was way more immersive and way more um, just way more money put into it and way more like care to make it something really special back, like back then, especially the first version of this. Let me give it a seven. Okay. Um, I would, I, I would say that, you know, uh, although back then it certainly was that um, I, I think that the, the last version that they had before they, before they tore it all out uh, was potentially worse than the Paris version. I hadn't gone, um, like I never saw uh, lights, motor, action. Like I, I didn't go to MGM yeah. throughout that entire, you know, the entire time that that existed. I, if I had gone there, I didn't make it back to that side, of that part of the park, and okay. uh, and didn't ride the tour or anything like that. And um, I was so let down by this that, like, at one point, I had to stop the video and check if I was watching the Paris version because it was so bad. That I was like, yeah. I was like, I know that that version sucks. Am I watching that version? And I was like, they're not speaking French. It doesn't make any sense. So yeah, no, that that is really, really an awful. I just feel like they stopped caring about it at that point. They had, they had Tower of Terror by then. They had other things like in the park that were exciting, and they were just like, this is like an extra little thing. And it's amazing that it was the the premier like attraction at one point, and then just like they just let it just sort of like fizzle out and die totally so what are we at with the technical rounds how I, I don't feel like this did super well in the technical rounds and i don't feel like it should yeah so um uh, at the end of our first four rounds i've given it a 13 you've given it a 16 this is both out of 25 so it's got a a grand average of uh 14.5 okay that sounds about right so let's get into the nostalgia slash fun category the the game changer, the shifter, the, you know, we're talking about defunct rides here. 
does this hold a lot of warm and fuzzy memories for you, Mr. Ryan Bieber? Or are you like, meh, goodbye, see you later. Gone but not forgotten, but maybe maybe I want to forget it. So I think that this ride has more nostalgic quality than it ever had fun. You know, so like, so like it's lucky, it's lucky that, you know, in the defunct version of our game that it's not really about fun. It's about like what it meant to you and and what your memories are of it. I think that this, this type of ride defines the nineties. You know, like it's, it's, it's very, it's like very of its time. Um, I literally have written down defines the nineties. Well, great minds, you know? Uh, (laughs) And, and I think that, that, that uh, is, is like p- part of why, you know, why it ever could work. Um, yeah. It, like I don't, it can't work for today's appetites, you know, like it, it, it needed, it was a time, it was of its time. And yeah. Uh, and like, it, like nowadays, if that was existing, people would just have their like cell phones out and just be like, like videoing everything. And like, not really like absorbing all this. Like if you watch any of the old videos, you just see everyone really paying attention. Yeah. And like, like really like engaged and just like watching and listening and like learning. And I was like, it would never exist today. Everyone's freaking cell phones would be out. And they, I sound so like not a Gen Zer, but like everyone's cell phones would be out and they'd be like, I just don't feel like it would have the same I don't feel like it would be appreciated the same way. Yeah. Well, it's tough to do your influencer, you know, latest uh, dab dance uh, while seated in a, <laughs> a you know giant moving bus. Uh, so, all right. Well, I think uh, I'll come out the gate. Um, okay. I, I had given it 13 for the technical rounds, and I will give it uh, – it's better than that. You're better than that. Uh, I'll give it a 15. Okay. Um, I I wrote down that same thing. I think it represented the 90s so much so. And so, like, it was so of its time. I'm so glad it was a part of my childhood. Like, I, I – but it, that ties in very much with at the time of my love of Universal Studios, like that ride the movies feel. It was that same feel. Um, I think I – I think my – maybe this – like watching this illuminates me like what my issue is with universal today is that it so represents the nineties for me. Like, like that, like I, it doesn't have that same magic because that there was something about like the working studio aspect of all this that really excited me back then. And like, now it's just all at, like rides and that's, that's fine. But, um, I, cause I was on, I mentioned this, I was on a, um, a show on universe when I went to universal studios one day, it was called out of here. I was just like, I in the park and they picked me to be on this show. And I was like, yeah, we got to actually be in a game show, like on Nickelodeon game show as a child at the day at the park. Like you really were part of a working studio. Totally. And I went, I went and saw a filming of guts. Yeah, yeah. Like that's so cool. Nickelodeon and like guts. that doesn't yep. exist anymore. And, and maybe like, and, and we would have to sign like waivers now and all this stuff. You can't just be in an audience and, and it's just, I'm so, it's so, it is so nostalgic for me and such a part of my childhood. Um, and I remember it fondly I'm giving it a 20. Wow. All right. Cool. Yeah. 
You know what? That that speech was inspiring. I'm gonna I'm gonna up mine by one point. We're gonna give it a sixteen. I don't know if that's gonna do anything, but. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, after all of our rounds, uh, out of 50 points, I've given it a 29 out of 50. You've given it a 36 out of 50. So somebody likes this ride more than somebody else. Uh, grand average for a drink that ride score of 32.5. Ty goes yeah. to the ride, 33. You know what? I think I was a little high. I think you were a little low, so I think it was perfect. I think a thirty-three is out of fifty is exactly what this what this attraction deserves. Right, so I think we we did it again, Ryan. We we did um, it again. However, I do not <laughs> think that that is representative of its you know its last state. Obviously, like then it would be like a much lower score if that was. The, can you imagine yeah. if like that last way that it was was the only way it ever was? No golden yeah. girls. No uh, thunder in paradise. No, uh, no earnest saves. No, uh, I, they did have a flight of the navigator. I'd give them an extra point for that. But uh, they did, yeah. I mean, I just think like it makes me so happy that I was able to experience all this stuff, and like that I was around at that time. I just feel very grateful. Yeah, I think that's why I love drinking these defunct rides because I'm just like, you know what? I- I'm glad that like I'm, you know. I'm not a Gen Z. I got to experience it. I, I just, I'm really happy about that. So, um, Ryan, how drunk are you on a scale of uh, Love Actually to Pearl Harbor? Oh, I'm probably like, uh, you know, Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> I think I'm um, Sophia from the Golden Girls because I'm like, picture it, MGM Studios. 1989, a young girl from New York travels to a hot swamp land in search of Ben Affleck's spacesuit from Armageddon. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else? I think, I think this is a fun one. Yeah, this is, uh, it's, it's always nice to travel down memory lane and, uh, and you know, like old school MGM, uh, there's, there's nothing quite like it unless you went to old school Universal. We're very lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks for joining us, everyone. The Dark Ride, um, presented by Drunk History, is available every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are available. The show is free, but you can pay us by simply liking and subscribing, giving us a five-star rating or review, or just telling a Disney Parks living friend to listen. That really helps us out. Another thing you can do, make it your Insta story. Take a screenshot when you're listening and share it with your friends. That really helps us get the word out. You can email us questions. We've been getting a lot of them, and we're going to actually do a show soon where we answer these questions. So if you want to get yours in there, email us at drunkdistory at gmail.com. That's D-R-U-N-K-D-I-S-T-O-R-Y at gmail.com. And please follow us on Instagram for lots of great Disney Parks content at Drunk Distory. Um, and follow Drunk Distory on YouTube. Uh, we have a Disney Hall video up there. I'm going to put something else up very soon. So you'll, you know, you might... You might see some fun stuff on there pretty soon. Um, Guys, thanks for drinking Disney with us. Cheers. Thank you for being afraid.